So welcome back to episode 19 of The Nest. Um, today's a little bit more of a, of a sadder episode for me because it's, it's, well, the season one finale. And my last episode as the host of The Nest. Um, it's been a fun ride. It's, it's been interesting, to say the least. Um, this kind of all started kind of way back last summer. Um, and so Iglesias kind of calls me into his office in like, with like two weeks left until of, of summer. And he's just kind of like, hey, listen, um, someone told me you were interested in this position. We want to kind of get something going for school. Um, and I give you complete creative freedom to kind of do whatever you want um, in terms of like, what the show is going to be, um, the type of people we're going to have on, the title, the name of the show. Um, and it was just kind of like, um, I had always wanted, well, not always, but um, starting a podcast was an idea that I'd, I'd had for, I'd say a couple, maybe a year before um, The Nest aired its first episode. So it was just kind of like, a lot of ideas I had over time of um, if I did end up ever doing a show, what I would want it to be, the type of people I would want to talk to, um, kind of like the vibe of the show. Um, so it was kind of like this long process. And then I was always just kind of waiting for um, the green light, I kind of guess, because I feel like one kind of gets caught up in a, like, you know, yeah, I want to do it, but there's never enough time for X, Y, and Z reasons. So I was just kind of waiting for that green light. Um, Mr. Iglesias and FB Digital gave me that green light. And even after um, getting that green light, it still kind of took a while to, to get going. I think our first episode aired early December with Johnner. Um, it was a lot of like, you know, what's going to be the name of the show? Um, what do we do in terms of, of equipment? What do we bring in? Um, finding a, a decent place to record. Uh, and then it was just kind of this very long process of kind of like me sitting in um, the podcast studio and kind of just like listening to a bunch of different shows and kind of trying to figure out what it is. Um, that I wanted the show to be. And there was a lot of back and forth with Mr. Iglesias. There was a lot of collaboration with the entire FB Digital class. Um, and then there was points where I kind of felt like, you know, it's already, what, late October, November. I've kind of been at this for, like, at least working on this show for two months. I've been working on these ideas for, for over a year. Um, I was just kind of like, listen, like, uh, I don't know whether or not this is I first of all I didn't know if it was gonna get off the ground to be honest because there's a lot of delay with equipment and um it was a lot of like false starts um to the show and then um I the other thing is I didn't think if it, I didn't know if it was gonna be any good you know it's very much like I didn't think anyone would want to kind of take what like 20-30 minutes out of their day and kind of listen to me talk in their ear for maybe like 10 minutes of that 
and then listen to one of their classmates talk about how they're making clothes or they're interning at a congressional office or, or their teachers who they just got out of their class come back in and talk about, I don't know, student loans or, or the importance of like the holiday season. So it was very much like a lot of doubt kind of going in. But I think once we got that first episode in and we kind of, I kind of got the reception from that first episode with John or back. Um, I, it was very like soothing because it's, I feel like I'm a big, I'm a big believer in everything's hard until you do it. So this seemed like a very hard at points impossible kind of thing to finally get started. And then once that first episode um, went live, it was kind of like, okay, like we're here. We finally got here after like a year and a half. Now we just kind of have to like keep consistency. And from that, um, I kind of knew from the beginning the type of people I wanted to have on, like very creative people, um, people who were kind of making strides in, in their respective areas, teachers who, who had certain perspectives on certain, you know, issues that we have to face. Um, I never wanted the show to be just about one thing. I never wanted the show to be about art. I never wanted the show to be about uh, climate change. I never wanted the show to be about politics. I never wanted the show to be about Drawl Academy. I just wanted it to be something where um, people from all different aspects of life, not just people here at the school, not just the art kids listening to to maybe John or speak about his clothes or um, – the model UN kids listening to, to MV. I wanted it to be very like, uh, I wanted a lot of cross appeal. Um, I wanted, you know, the art kids to, to tune into, to MV and to tune into, to Anthony talking about, um, his Ted talk. And I wanted, you know, I wanted kind of to bring, kind of give a platform for, for different people with, with cool perspectives and that we're making progress. To kind of you know just kind of come on and kind of tell us what's up with with your life and uh you could kind of i don't know if you guys could hear that but it's thundering because miami's kind of going through it right now um but yeah it was just kind of like those first early days um a lot of people were coming back to me saying hey love what you're doing with the show and i was just an episode in so it was just kind of like okay like you know people this is something that people are interested in um and yeah, it was just, sometimes it was rough because it'd be like every, because at first we weren't going to do um, every week a show. It was just kind of going to be like every maybe two weeks until like we kind of got the hang of it. Um, and then we transitioned into every week doing a show. Um, there was just a point like very early days where I was just like, listen, like I want to do as many as possible because I said to myself, I already started late. I started early December. That's, I considered that late to start a show that I was supposed to start beginning of the year. Um, so I was like, listen, I'm just going to, uh, once every week, we'll put out a show. Um, and then I feel like one of, um, I think the episode that really kind of like hit home for me where I felt like, okay, like, this is what we're, what I'm doing here is good. Like, like people are gonna, 
people are resonating to this was after the Deering episode where um, about a specific, it was just, we were around the holiday season. Um, and, you know, I have Deering this year as a teacher and, you know, he's such an interesting character that I was just like, listen, I could talk about with this guy. I, I could talk with this man about pretty much anything. And, and he'll give um, a substantive answer. And then, you know, I was just kind of thinking, I'm like, there's not one thing I could kind of like, you know, be like, hey, I'm just going to talk about this with, with, with Mr. Deering. It just kind of felt like, kind of just open up this conversation to, to wherever it goes. And like I said, we were in the holiday season and I just, I just kind of mentioned to him like, what what is it that what would you say to someone who who's kind of feeling down um during this holiday season and i don't remember the exact words that he said but it was something along the lines of you know um don't don't focus too much on the little things and kind of just think bigger picture um because there's so many people out there who who are in a less privileged position than you and that are having it so much worse than you um, to just kind of taking the little things um, one step at a time and, and everything with time kind of just, just fades away. Um, and I feel like that episode kind of the reception I got from that episode was a lot of people like, Hey, like I may not know you. I just see you in the halls, but like, I really needed that episode right now. Um, and I feel like from there on, it was just, I was just never in doubt of what I was doing. Um, another really interesting episode, which is one of my favorites, was the discussion about um, student loans with, with Mr. Michelle. Because um, I feel like it's, at least for, for us high schoolers, especially like juniors now, us seniors about to graduate in like three days, um, it's very much a topic that, you know, um it's one of those things that it's so scary you kind of shy away from talking about and you kind of shy away from from the truths of what um the situation is and i feel like with that episode um we were able to kind of shine a light on on the problems that that we have we have to deal with pretty soon and what the best possible um path going forward to solve these solutions were. And I feel like that was one of those episodes along with the recent Miss Maldonado episode where we talk about, you know, the whole stimulus bill where I just, I solely went in with the purpose of informing, try to get as much information out to, to the listeners as possible, because these are things that, you know, we don't only have to face, deal with right now because of, you know, the whole COVID situation, but things we're going to have to deal with, especially us for the next four years. Um, and student loans is something we have to deal with, you know, next, what, if we take them out next 15, 20 years of our lives. Um, the same thing with, with the climate episodes, I think Celeste and Mr. Bossignor kind of came in and they were very vocal and they're very clear about the fact that we're in fact facing a, a climate emergency that there's no way around it. You can't deny the science. And it's something that we have to take seriously because it, 
because it's something that's going to directly affect our generation, you know, us and still in high school, kids in middle school, kids in elementary, kids going into college, we're going to have to deal with this stuff. So it's things that I was trying to put as much information out there as possible to kind of for the listener to kind of, you know, grasp the concept of the emergencies that we're kind of facing, um, not only personally, but as a country and as a world. Um, and I don't want to kind of drag on too long. Um, but where this show goes from now, um, I'm not too sure. We're currently in the process of finding my replacement. Um, just to kind of speak about that, the way the show is going to be set up next year, I know for sure how it's, uh, in terms of roles, there's going to be, you know, um, the hosts, um, the producer, editors, um, cause right this year, kind of all fell on my shoulders to kind of deal with all of that. It was very much a one man band, but next year, um, I'm hoping that we find, um, good enough candidates where we feel that we have the show in a good position. Um, if one of the things I can reveal, um, about the show next year, um, I don't know if they're going to get on my case about this for revealing this, but I graduate in three days. So I know for sure there's going to be two hosts next year. One's going to be a guy, it's going to be a girl. And cause we kind of want to, you know, open up the, the, the topics of conversation a lot more because straight up like us guys we can't relate to to things girls have to deal with and and vice versa and we kind of want to um open up the the topics a lot more have um more female voices on the show have a female voice leading the show um so yeah that's something i'm excited for because i feel like that's one of the shortcomings of the show this year that we that there were some guests that I wasn't able to direct uh directly relate with um so yeah that's something I'm very excited for who the hosts are gonna be I don't know we're still in that process um I'm pretty sure that'll be um announced sometime in the summer for the people that have submitted an application I think there's still time to I'm pretty sure there's still time to submit an application just go to the Draw Academy Instagram, click the link. You'll find something there. Just fill out an application if you're interested for one of the roles I mentioned. Um, so people that have applied, we haven't forgotten about you. We're just kind of like skimming through the process of it. Um, and because of admin and Miss Alberts, who's going to be in charge of FB Digital this year, they've been kind of swarmed with the whole graduation situation. Um, so after graduation we're just gonna kind of sit down with applicants and we're kind of gonna go through an interview process we're gonna go through um we're gonna have you guys submit a recording to kind of just see how confident you are on the mic um and then for people that may necessarily think hey listen i want to be a host whatever and you we may not think that you're your quote-unquote host material which isn't really uh, uh an actual thing because god knows i'm not host material but whatever um you know we're gonna we're gonna if we see that you're passionate about the show and that you have your good intentioned and we think you're gonna do a good job we'll find a role for you to work on the show um i think 
if there's one thing I do know, I know that I want this show to be led by people that are passionate about it and that um, they're going to care about the show and that they have um, their sole intentions are to put out uh, something that people could, could relate to and that people could enjoy. One of the things I did want to discuss on, on my final episode was the question I asked every single guest um, at the end of every episode, which was, where do you want to be in 10 years? And um, that question came from one of the early meetings I had with Iglesias about what the show was going to be and the direction of the show. And we had mentioned that we wanted to have a, a through line with the show. Um, and, you know, we were kind of bouncing ideas off of each other, what would work, what wouldn't. And I remember this, this Oscar acceptance speech by, by Matthew McConaughey where um, he mentions that uh, his mentor when he was 15 had asked him, um, and I might be butchering the story, but I know that it kind of goes along these lines that it's kind of like his mentor asked him when he was 15, um, who do you want to be in 10 years? And he says, well, the best version of myself. 10 years later, the, 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 the mentor comes back and he goes, all right, um, it's 10 years later. Are you the best version of yourself? Um, and he says, nah, the best version of myself is 10 years away. And then he kind of goes on to say that the reason he always put the best version of himself 10 years away is because that way he was always chasing something. Um, and I felt like that question was something that, that would kind of resonate with people. And, you know, 10 years from now, I hope everybody who, who I had on as a guest at one point whether it be 10 years from now, 30 years from now, 40 years from now, kind of comes back to this, to this season of the show and kind of listens to what they answered. And um, I hope everyone's where they want to be in 10 years. But if you're not where you are in 10 years, just, just remember that you, you still have something to chase after. And there's the best version of yourself you might be your best version of yourself, but you might also still be chasing it. And there's nothing wrong with chasing. Um, and then a lot of people kind of asked me as like a joke, yo, Caesar, whatever, like, where do you want to be in 10 years? And I always said, I don't know. Oh, God, I don't know. Um, Cause it really is a, a big, I don't know. Like I don't, whether or not I keep doing podcasts in some sort of way, I don't know. Um, whether I still want to be a filmmaker in 10 years, I don't know whether, you know, um, but what I do know is, um, yeah, I just want to, I just want to be chasing something like McConaughey says, you know, you always, you always want to chase something and, um, cause it always strives. It always makes you the best person you possibly be when you're chasing something. So here's to the chase um i thank you guys everyone who tuned in to this season of the nest um everyone who reached out to me privately to kind of thank me and say listen i love what you're doing with the show um your words meant more than you probably think because this show at points it got really really hard i want to thank everyone behind the scenes mr iglesias miss rizzo um Isa de la Grana and Aquiles Barreto, who I annoyed week in, week out um, for promos to post. 
um, everyone at FB Digital, um, from the writers, the bloggers, um, the girls who would I would annoy at midnight on a Wednesday to you know post a promo for the show. Um, without you guys, this wouldn't even be close to being possible. Um, I also really want to thank my guests. Um, you guys made the show what it is. The show was never about one specific thing. It was just about the stories and perspectives that the guests brought. And you guys made the show what it is. And to you guys, I'm, I'm forever in debt. Um, and with that being said, that concludes, that concludes season one of The Nest. Um, it's been one of, of the pleasures of my life um, to just be 30 minutes of your guys' day. Um, and I hope I, I hope we brought you something that, you know, made your day a little bit better, gave you something interesting to think about. Or even if you hated it, at least you felt something. So again, I can't thank you guys enough. Um, and that concludes my time as, as host and producer of, of The Nest. Um, yeah, I've been Caesar, and here's the next 10 years. <laughs>